0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou, and this is the Gemini New Moon um, edition. But first of all, to introduce ourselves, this time we'll let Jen go first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, hi, I'm Jen. I'm an Akashic healer and reader. Uh, numerologist, teacher, creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards. I have a box somewhere. (laughs) And uh, I, I also authored a book called Leshi Cocoon of Illuminating Healing and Clearing of the Akashic in the Akashic Records workshops and I have a group a private group soul pillow salon which is an email based monthly community membership for soul deep connection clarity and healing and they can all be found on my website or by emailing me at jen at jen cool
0: And I am Louise, or Lou, Eddington, E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N. I'm a soul astrologer, a shamanic practitioner, and a writer, and I am the writer of Modern Astrology, Harness the Stars to Discover Your Soul's True Purpose. And since this new moon is in Gemini and on my moon, the next book could be on the way. (laughs) And uh, I offer soul astrology readings, um, classes on occasion, and I also have an online community membership where I have different levels of membership. All of those can be found at louiseeddington.com. And I help you through my work to live in deep self-awareness and self-acceptance. So today, as I said, we're looking at the Gemini new moon. The moon takes place, on, or the new moon will happen on June the 3rd um, at 11.01 a.m. London time, universal time. It's at 12 degrees and 33 minutes of Gemini. And it's forming a T-square, pretty wide T-square, but um, because it's a lunation and it's to two outer planets, that are in relationship to each other we're going to um, look at it it's forming a t-square to Neptune in Pisces and retrograde Jupiter in Sagittarius Um, the new moon is also forming a grand um, grand air trine with Pallas Athena in Libra and black moon Lilith in Aquarius and it's also on fixed star aldebaran or 12 10 or two degrees away from the fixed star and that fixed star represents um either integrity or betrayal of values it could go either way Uh, but um we're going to just do a little bit of housekeeping as usual If you enjoy the podcast, we're getting some great reviews on iTunes. We appreciate every one of them. Um, But if you haven't left us a review yet, we'd love it if you would. Um, And that's actually kind of a written review as well as just giving it a star. Any review helps us get seen more. Uh, Plus, we also have a Patreon for uh, $3 a month. You can support our podcast. It's weirdly magical on patreon.com or patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical. And um, last point is that each episode we are f- trying to feature listener questions. We actually don't have one this one. So send your questions in by email to weirdly magical podcast at gmail.com. We'll be choosing each uh, a question at random. And no personal details will be shared on the podcast other than your first name. So ask us whatever you want to know. We really want to uh, share your question on air and um, and give you our answers to it. So let's dive into the energies of this new moon. And Jen, it's a triple three show. So let's look at that first. Yeah,
1: this is pretty fascinating. So the twelve degrees and 33 minutes so we have a lot of threes because one plus two is three and then we have the 33 so that's wild right that we have all those threes the other thing that's interesting is this is happening on june the third and we are in a twelve universal year so um
0: five threes <laughs>
1: Not only do we have five threes, but the numbers, the three, the 12 and 33 is a six, 12 and three, that makes 18, which is a nine. Uh, We are in a universal nine month. Uh, So we have three, six and nine all kind of activated because we're in the six months. Uh, So these are all the emotional numbers. This is all about feelings. And it's about the kind of, it's like a watershed energy of feeling our feelings, allowing ourselves to kind of release all this energy we've held in our bodies of not feeling our feelings, not expressing our feelings, not being able to speak our truth, uh, not being able to share how we feel because we're supposed to look a certain way or act a certain way. And, This energy of the threes, the 12 in particular, is so uh, incredibly powerful and that it's reflecting the year, the energy of our year is quite phenomenal uh, because it's giving us a new lease on life and the three or the 12, let's just come back to the 12, is this number that asks us to it's a teaching number, it's a learning number, it makes us into students, into uh, taking this path, and it asks us to actually activate our wisdom by doing the things we want to do that we fear, and so we actually process We're not just sitting there thinking about it, which is interesting because Gemini is all about the mind, right? Mm -hmm. So we're changing our mind because we are letting ourselves, we're giving ourselves permission or the universe is helping us to illuminate that idea that we need to kind of sit on the fence, that we're not allowed to be who we are, and is encouraging us to change through discovery. And the way we change through discovery is we actually do things. And this number also is about joy. It's about activating our joy. It's about getting curious, creative. It's extremely creative, uh, friendly, communicative, uh, wanting to, colorful, wanting to kind of bring in this energy, this playfulness, the opportunity to look at our lives, at our struggles, at our experiences and go, how can I play with this? How can I get curious about it? How can I just... Break away from the things that I've been told because this stuff doesn't make sense. So it's asking you to get really playful and inventive. Just imagine you have a bunch of clay and now you're starting to recreate uh, what you want to express and what you want to say about this and how you want to experience joy. It is your birthright to experience joy. It is all of our birthright. And yet we've had this uh, kind of teaching that we're not supposed to be joyful. We're supposed to struggle and be in pain. I find it fascinating too. You know, one plus two makes three, and that's that step-by-step, step. one, two, three. We are bringing the masculine, the feminine, the child. Masculine, the feminine, the child. This is this thing. How how do we change? We change through focusing, connecting, and then exploring and experiencing. So it's all in this very juicy number The 33 is very powerful because it is considered the Christ-conscious number. It's a master number, and we have it here in the minutes. And that is telling us, you know, we have 33 vertebrae in our spine, so it's telling us to stand up straight, to become who we are, to kind of stand on our own two feet and to recognize you know that three energy inside of us. Three is the powerful energy of the triad. Everything works in threes. It's supported. It's connected. It's uh, spiritual and it's emotional and physical. So it's a very exciting. You know, it feels like this energy coming into this number and all these numbers that are you know the same numbers over and over. Threes, twelves, sixes, etc. It's all about allowing us this extreme opening to be in joy with who
0: we are. So from kind of my perspective, the astrological perspective, and they always end up in the same kind of area. <laughs> yes, it's, it's an airy Gemini new moon, but it's a new moon. It's the dark of the moon. And not only that um, it means we have the sun and the moon at exactly the same spot in the uh, cosmos, Um, from our perspective at 12 degrees of Gemini. The ruler of Gemini, Mercury, is also in the sign of Gemini. And this airy grand trine to Black Moon Lilith in Aquarius and Pallas Athena in Libra is uh, bringing in floods of information, I would say, into our psyche, Um, It's almost like we're going to be overwhelmed with information. But the T-square to this uh, Neptune in Pisces and Neptune rules Pisces and Jupiter in Sagittarius with Jupiter ruling Sagittarius and both being of a similar energy. Because Jupiter was the traditional ruler of Pisces and Neptune is the modern ruler. And they're both to do with faith, belief, all that kind of thing, with uh, Jupiter being more on the kind of belief religion side and Neptune being on the spirituality side. But they both have a very similar energy I'm going to say our minds are going to be flooded with kind of spiritual upgrade information and emotion because Neptune is a water sign in its own sign as well, which is emotion. So we're kind of being asked to pull all this in together. Um, You know, the only element really missing in, um, in the connections to all this is Earth. So this is a very kind of um what's that book by that guy who who wrote messages from god was it called or something that's that's what
1: yeah the word that comes to mind is
0: heady but uh yeah yeah but there's that book by a guy i can't remember his name but that's conversations with god that's what it's called this that's what it reminds me of it's like we're almost going to have conversations with with what with with the cosmos with whatever god is for you you know we've got um black moon lilith in aquarius which is the higher mind bringing in all these wild connections we've got Pallas athena in libra trying to uh, bring in balance um she's a bit of a spiritual warrior for for balance if you like wise justice And then Neptune in Pisces bringing in a real connection with the muse, the mystery, the collective unconscious. And Jupiter in Sagittarius is is really higher philosophies and natural law. and, And it's kind of real hierophant priest energy. So all this information is being channeled right into our minds. <laughs> this, to my mind, is saying, you know, take in all this information and filter it and then feel it, as you said. Add to that as well, you know, we've got um we've got Mer- we've here we have the new moon in Gemini at 12 degrees. The sign before it is Taurus and Venus rules Taurus and Venus is out of bounds on this full moon, on this new moon. Sorry. On the other side is Cancer, the sign after Gemini and Mars is still out of bounds. Venus being out of bounds till June the 17th and Mars till June the 12th. So and that is the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Basically, either side but both in feminine signs. <laughs> both uh, Taurus is um, is the very most earthy of signs. Venus rules Taurus and Cancer being the sign of the mother and the sign in the moon. I kind of really feel like this whole debate we have going on now that's been triggered by all these um, anti-abortion bills is going to heat up and emotions are going to get heightened beyond belief with this. I really think it's... Um, there's going to be a lot of information coming in about it and a lot of speaking and shouting about it as well. So uh,
1: right. I think this is, there is that energy, that sexual energy. It's very interesting because our emotions are what tap us into our passions. Uh, Our creativity comes from that source of passion, uh, the Kundalini, which is not always, it's not all sexual, right? But, there is that sexual fire or Mars is our libido, right? It's the part that fires us up. And Venus is mm-hmm. some senses connected to love. Um,
0: and Taurus, it's about the physical body as well.
1: Yeah, it's physical body. And what are these abortion kind of anti-abortionist, all this stuff is about controlling women's bodies. Mm-hmm. So this is like the, for me, I feel like this is the, um, that out of bounds energy of i will not be bound i will not be bound by the the um, the religion now remember we were talking about jupiter and and neptune this is the perfect example of that right mm-hmm. the jupiter the the old religion how people are supposed to do this is the law this is how you do it And then Neptune saying, well, I'm free, I'm spiritual, but not just bringing it also down to the physical, the physical body, Mm -hmm. uh, the masculine and feminine, the male and female, how. uh, Mm -hmm. Sorry. sorry. (laughs) Bell ringing. It must be important. That dominant. the dominance of the male or the patriarchy saying, I'm in charge, I'm the one in charge, and this is how I'm in charge. I decide that the feminine is just here to be beaten down and controlled and and, and used and kind of just for sex, and I decide how they operate. Uh, And that was always the way that they took the power away from females. So I think this is very interesting that here we have all this being in Gemini all this duality coming out the mm-hmm. sexual nature because it has come down to sex women have been kind of isolated and said well you just you can be the prostitute or you can be the um, whatever the um, the nun like yeah you, know, you could be the mother but you can't be more than one role and of course that's total bullshit we can be and are many things and what we have done in the past is we've allowed the the voices of the patriarchy to tell us who we are. And now we're going, I don't want, I'm not listening to you anymore. And I'm going to be shouting about it. So there is that feeding into it. You know, I feel like all of those uh, signs are in warrior mode to go. Mm. Forget about this. Forget about kind of sitting down or keeping quiet or saying, it's not my issue. Uh, It's very much. Uh, issue, And I find it fascinating that they have chosen, you know, the uh, people in this country, for instance, have chosen that issue to push through thinking, like in their mind, they're like, oh, we've got this opening, we're going to make this happen, we're going to, you know, uh, overturn Roe v, v. Wade. And what they're thinking is we're just going to it's all going to happen and it kind of looks like it is but it isn't right like in the sense that on one hand yes look we're passing all these bulls yay we're victorious but on the other hand it's just grazing like the steam is raising like people are just like you can just feel the fire rising up inside of them Mm -hmm. going i've had enough you you know so far no further you will not and, and it's so interesting that this is a physical aspect this is very much the uranus energy of i'm going to stand my ground for this
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: like the final frontier for women. like we like you lose this then you know you could just feel the terror of people going like i don't want to go back to that you know the hangers and all of this type of thing and it's ultimately about the power
0: Mm -hmm. i've never seen quite this much um no, we're not going to take this kind of energy before, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, and it's going to get bigger, I think, as, which is kind of ironic because we're now waning from full moon, which was the Scorpio full moon, which was kind of the Kundalini energy rising um, a very powerfully deep um, water sign of deepest stuffed emotions so we're recording this two days after that full moon. It's kind of released this big snake energy with the snake, of course, being you know always associated with the female and in, in all the myths. And and now we're kind of waning down towards this. So we're all kind of going inwards to listen to this inner voice that's going to scream no I'm not going to take this anymore that's that's what it feels like to me I just noticed a couple of other things though Jen um, numbers wise (laughs) that um, we kind of mentioned when you and I looked beforehand but um, also straddled around this new moon is we have Mercury at 27 degrees and 18 minutes of Gemini Um, And I already mentioned that Mercury rules Gemini. So that's a nine, nine. Then we have Sedna in Taurus at um, 27 degrees and 21. So that's a nine, three. And then Vesta at uh, 27 degrees and 30 minutes of Aries. And that's a too. So we've got more threes and nines showing up. It's Isn't
1: like, that amazing, right? I think that is so incredible to see the support. So what's so interesting about this to me is the aspect of the three that is playful and creative. Now, one of the kind of the challenges of the 12, uh, so kind of leads into the three, is to uh, accept the role of being a victim or go, I can't do anything about it. This is the way it is. And a lot of us have been in that place for a long time. And now we're being pushed. Like, it's it's that thing that when they come and take something from you and then you give it and they take another thing and you give it and you, you know, you keep giving it in that sense, like, and then there's that point where there's nothing left to give. And that's that kind of reset point, which happens when you're like, I can, I can't be Uh, I can't kind of be serious about it in the same way. I can't just keep giving them everything they want because there's nothing left to give. Mm -hmm. This turning point of going, what else is there? And what is there is this willingness to be creative, to be curious, to be playful and go, and to really kind of find the humor in this situation. I know that sounds weird, but really if you can find the humor in the idea that these people are assuming a power right deciding i have the power and we've kind of gone along and said oh yeah you do even if in our head we said no but now we're saying no you don't have the power who gave you this power why should you decide this and so if we get to that place where we're not trying to control them as they have controlled us instead we're taking back our own power and we're going. I'm not engaging with you on this level because you don't have that power over me.
0: Well, it kind of, it kind of cracks me up on, on on that note of you saying that, because of course, Mercury in Gemini is very trickster energy. It is the trick. Mercury is. And, and there's an awful lot, which really I've never seen quite so much of again before of this really turning it on its head. It's like going, you know, well, let's take this back to its um, origin there's no pregnancy without sperm. So let's control men's bodies and give them all <laughs> vasectomies. And, <laughs> right. and, you know, right. half of it's not really serious, but there are actually being bills put forward, knowing they won't pass. But just to point out the the stupidity, to show the trickstery energy, to to have a laugh at it almost, of how ridiculous this all is. <laughs> That's
1: right, exactly. And when you can have that law from a place of power, like. Mm-hmm. I'm amused at you trying to manipulate me mm-hmm. and I'm laughing at that. I'm not laughing at you or the situation, but I'm just, it's so ridiculous that I'm laughing that then brings you a sense of greater power and freedom. And then you can get more creative. Well, how can we use this? That's why they always say humor is the way to change the world. Right. Mm-hmm. It's,
0: Absolutely.
1: Like they don't actually have power. So if we're afraid of them and we're afraid of their power, then, They will have power over us. I think also the interesting thing of the 27 of those three uh, players uh, bringing in this new energy, um, this idea of shifting the balance through changing the way that we operate. Because nine is also about endings, about compassion. It's about having compassion. Like these people are in fear, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we're trying to control the situation. I mean, I hear people uh, a lot of times people that are say they're against abortion now of course the thing is if you want an abortion and you believe in it you should do it if you don't believe in it you don't do it but I don't believe you need to tell other people not to do it Um, but one of the things I hear constantly uh, from men and women who are anti-abortion is oh what about the people that uh, use it as a contraceptive and want Absolutely. to abort at late stage pregnancy. This is a very rare thing. So the whole idea that it's so ridiculous that we even answer these questions, like we take them seriously, like, Oh, that's a real question. It's like, why aren't people saying to these people, uh, you know, that's so laughable. Let's bring it back to the real thing. Cause that's total, that's obfuscation, whatever that word is. Like yes. it's, it's total Bullshit, right? It's a, it's a, it's a curtain, and we're taking that seriously, and we're answering the question as if it's a
0: valid question when it should be like the after-term abortion. (laughs) They (laughs) said, "Oh, oh,
1: please, (laughs) do such a ridiculous. It's no fun being pregnant, you know. (laughs) So, oh yeah, that's the way I want to, uh you know, practice uh, abortion and just." You know, I mean, practice birth control. It's just that same thing of saying the responsibility belongs to the one who carries the baby. Well, the woman doesn't make herself pregnant, okay? Yeah.
0: yeah
1: so, exactly.
0: right. So what we need to do is be, and this is true of it's all It's starting of- to happen is what I can see. You know, I could start to see that people are not actually ar- arguing this on a serious level anymore. They've they've had enough people. I've had enough.
1: (laughs) Stop answering these ridiculous questions. And we should even name it as a ridiculous. That is so ridiculous, Mm -hmm. right? It's not even worth an answer. Let's go to the real issues. And if we can do that with a sense of lightness, then everything starts to shift, right?
0: And uh, um, talking of that though, you know, um, the abortion thing, because it's it's so prevalent in the news Mm -hmm. right now. Um, you know, we go to go back to the fact that we have Mercury and Vesta, and then Sedna in the middle. I think I mentioned it uh, last time that um, in the class I did on Sedna and dwarf planets um, with a guy called Alan Clay, he describes Sedna, which is here right bang in the middle, in the sign of Taurus, the the body, the physical body, about control. Um, he says it represents spiritual destiny through transcendent crisis and it's almost like that's the point we're at it's like this has all come up for um, for us to really you know um, a a true point meaning of the word crisis is a turning point it's like things come to a head for us to really start to shift and then at the other side we have mercury going use your voice talk about it bring in some information at the other side we have Vesta and they were very powerful priestesses really so it's kind of about bringing this into the middle to um, to really bring um, transformation so.
1: yes and the transformation and I think what's very interesting is you're bringing up such a powerful point because How transformation happens in our world is through conversation. It's through creativity. It's through Mm -hmm. getting curious. How can I have a different conversation? How can I have my voice heard by being compassionate? So we're not saying you're a fool, shut up, sit down. We're going, let me hear about your pain. Oh, I understand that you feel this pain. Uh, So let me share why I feel this way. We have to connect through our common experiences and that's what will help us over the spiritual crisis if we refuse to look at our emotion and that's something that i see a lot mm-hmm. the, uh, you know it's one of those spiritual bypasses oh that are you know considered like gurus or something they do not look at their spiritual issues like we're all going through stuff all the time it doesn't matter who we are and if you're mm-hmm. shutting it down and saying, that's not happening to me, or I'm not accepting that, then...
0: Or yeah. I'm above that.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm through my stuff. Like, what the hell? You're going to go through stuff again. Like, who are you to not ever go through stuff? You know, yeah. maybe you're the, uh, you know, one of the, the most evolved spirits, the few that we have on this planet. You never know stuff comes up. Mm -hmm. for most of us stuff's going to come up and it's going to come up again and again and even when we think we've cleared it new new stuff comes up Mm -hmm. so i think this is the key here is recognizing through our voices through our compassion which why we have all that emotion the three is about self-love well i call it the self-love number six is about family love nine is about uh community, uh, I mean, uh, six is also family and community, local community, and nine is the bigger community, the universal love, the equality between male and female, brotherhood and sisterhood love, that idea of uh, recognizing the bigger picture so we can actually have a spiritual transformation through the crisis. That's the point of a crisis, right, is that it's a cross, that's what it is. It's a crossroads where we get to go this is. I'm taking a different path. I'm going to, you know, let my voice break through, and and instead of trying to force somebody to agree with me, I'm going to uh, have fun with this, you know, in a joyful way. I want to be joyful. I want to be. I want to experiment and experience different things. Um, Vesta too. It's very interesting about you know they could the Vestal virgins and all of that, but really they were very powerful and. and you know, we have to remind people about what it means to be a virgin, or what it meant. The original meaning was true unto to oneself. It wasn't um not having sex.
0: No, not at all. It was more of a spiritual power thing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, not uh, giving
1: your power to someone else. You can have sex with whoever you want as a an adult. Yeah. Why should somebody control that? And then again there's that issue that men are saying or our society or the women who, you know, daughters of the patriarchy, the ones that support these men saying, no, you sh- should have sex under my rules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's bullshit. You can't control other people. So people are going to go underground and do all this stuff. That's all the stuff bubbling up from the scorpion moon.
0: There's also, a bit, because it's a Gemini and in the, in the trickster element, this is leading on from something that you said that triggered me, but I can't remember which bit it was, but it doesn't matter, about looking at things differently. It's, um, you know, turning things on its head a little bit. And funnily enough, because, uh, to be quite honest, and first I apologise for the little interruptions there, this new moon is going to be right on my Gemini moon. It feels like... Um, it feels like mercury retrograde in my in my head and my house as this approaches. And, and the interruptions and the craziness is all happening suddenly. My, my phone rang. It started a video on my computer. My daughter came to the door <laughs> to ask me something. And I'm like going, oh, because it's Gemini. But anyway, but it's all about turning things on its head, looking at things differently. What am I not seeing here? This is, um, you know, that's a good question to ask in this. And um, because this is so strong in my chart, I'm seeing it happen already. Um, You know, those of you that follow me know that I am fairly involved politically. And um, I found myself saying in political discussions a lot, of just over the last couple of days even, let's turn that around. What if we look at it this way? (laughs) And now I'm like, well that's so gemini (laughs) but of course we are uh, we are recording this um as mercury is about to go with the sun in the heart of the sun so mercury is very activated now anyway so giving us a glimpse of that how to look at things differently um and turn it around and look at a different perspective or look at it from a different perspective so
1: Yes and I think the occultations or what do they call it with uh, uh, the occultations occultations <laughs> 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 are, are, are happening too this week. Uh, yes know, they are tomorrow yeah. <laughs> yes So this idea of sparking our mind or uh, shifting or changing our minds, very mercurial, right? Mm -hmm. This idea of Mercury and this idea that there are two sides. The thing about Gemini and and this point, even the fact that this is June, it's halfway through the year, We've, we've reached that halfway point, we're coming to that solstice energy, and everything's, it's showing us the two halves, right? That, that in our world, that we have these polarizations, mm-hmm. extremes, and we've tried the extremes and the extremes do not work. It's like mm-hmm. when you go to the extreme and say, everyone will do this thing, you know, that's kind of like religion or any of those you know, politics or something like that. It's, it's polarizing, you know, we even have it mm-hmm. in the word politics. That idea of spreading it out and going, okay, I'm, this is my side and I'm not moving. And we're like, hey, hang on, this thing isn't working. Let me start moving towards the middle and see what I can have. It's also very social. I mean, threes are social. And of course, when you're engaging in love of some form, that's social, it's intimate, it's, it's energetic. We want to have this relationship with someone else. Gemini is very social it's this idea like let's sit down and have a conversation let's have a cup of tea let's talk about this stuff and not get so um cornered Mm. by our uh deep dark fear that makes no sense like a lot of these things that we have that are like we think are like oh this is my basic fear and i don't want to let go of it are based on stuff we learned when we were kids so Mm -hmm. it's wild to think that our adult world is run by our little children's brains that haven't changed
0: you know (laughs) that's pretty bizarre. <laughs> to, to, to kind of build on on what you were just saying as well then uh, that brings us to another side of jupiter in sagittarius um it, it can be extreme dogma you know stuck in your dogma and we see that in religion politics all that kind of stuff and then neptune in pisces dissolves that and we've got both those two kind of um aspecting on this new moon so we've got the the rigid dogmatic and the dissolving of um, everything that you thought was true almost uh, as well taken in there but I see it more as um, as really kind of just um, really kind of questioning it instead of challenging somebody's dogma or challenging your own dogma it's just a slight what if we look at it this way You know, and so I love to give an example. There's the there's the one that everybody always says that you know the Democrats twenty three people in their primary. How ridiculous is this, honestly? But if you don't just vote for the nominee, you're going to be a vote for Trump. (laughs) And this was in this was in response to uh, somebody posted a tweet by a black woman who said, uh, you know, if if you think my black ass is ever going to vote for Biden basically, and this person was saying, These people are going to lose us the election again. And I was like, How about we listen to them and maybe (laughs) take in their point of view and maybe change our point of view?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Talk about dogma that whole story that has been fed to people, and people are in such fear that all they can think about is. oh, we better vote for the one that the chosen one who represents exactly whats what we're trying mm-hmm. to get away from, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's so ironic because for me, uh, I look at someone like Biden uh, from what I've seen that has been revealed to me, the energy inside of that is so out of integrity. Like mm-hmm. The act that he, he, he's done, which was fine, but he never truly apologize and we talked about this before and you know some of the other things it's to me like you are not walking your talk you're saying nothing words you're just like a puppet i'll never vote for that guy i don't care i would you know it's like (laughs) this is when we get to the integrity of who we are and this is what this is about and that's what Mm -hmm. those people that are still stuck on the idea that someone else is going to save us right if we get if we get everyone in the same room you know Biden, all these people they're going to save us, no they're not going to save us because we have to save ourselves and the only way we can do it is by saying what is true for us and sticking to our integrity and saying I don't care if you think out of fear that this is the right person Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it so we can't change their minds but it's a good idea to say, how about we look at something differently or take a different tack? Uh, but I, I think the more we just each of us who feels so sure comes together and focuses on what we believe in, the more chance we actually have of changing this. We're in very soft times in creative. This is three is a very creative time mm-hmm. and number Gemini. It's the soft energy where we get to create what we desire. Yeah. So if we does create from fear we're just going to create something fearful i don't want that shit anymore i'm
0: done with it so i don't know even know why people hang on to that shit it just doesn't make sense it's time to write a new story which is very mercury and gemini as well. <laughs> exactly right telling yourself this whole story <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's so crazy but you know you say 23 people how amazing that there are 23 people that have that are really running for Democrat, you know, to be the Democratic nominee. That's kind of exciting, I think, in a way. I wish some um, of them would
0: run for Senate instead, though, because we need to. <laughs>
1: yeah, because I think that the problem is that this country, the problem is that they put you running for president, you, all your energy is there, you're not actually working. So if you are a senator or in the House, you're not doing your job because no. you're trying to raise money. So it's bullshit. However, at least it shows us that people understand that we need something different. It would be put that energy to doing something, you know, you can take all that energy and focus it in one particular aspect. And that just shows us how important it is. Our illusion that the president of uh, America for this, in this instance, and of course, wherever you're living in the world, you, we all have those examples that that is such an important job that, Uh, everything has to stop or needs to Uh filter through it is another total uh, uh, misconception Uh uh, thing we have to change about it. And it begins within each of us. We are the ones that change what's going to happen from us by refusing to play the game in the way it's been played.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. Oh, (laughs) shall we look at the symbols, Jen? (laughs)
1: Before that, I'm going to actually show the card. Oh yes, sorry, yes. So the card that came up is also a three. It's a twenty-one. It's the twenty-one soul portal, and um, well, I find this fascinating not only because it's the three and it's the twelve in reverse, and we have a couple of. I think we might even have some twenty ones. Oh yeah, we have Juno twenty-one. Yeah, We mentioned her and the power of Juno is how she guides us through the uh, physical part of being, uh, um, of dealing with the pain of life and and overcoming that pain and and using our power to free ourselves. And that's what this card to me represents. It's a cave. There's the pegasus and there's the woman with the, um, what do you call that, like a shaft?
0: What oh you- oh sorry I thought it was a crystal ball but I don't see what's in the yeah. other hand.
1: there's a crystal yeah. ball right you're right she has a crystal ball and the um her wand kind of raised and it's this looking towards the light from the blue and all of this blue this kind of energy of being in the voice you know blue is very much the number the color of the voice and of speaking your truth and being in that harmony uh, and kind of raising it and recognizing as they are both looking to towards the light and Pegasus is kind of flying up is to this recognition, I'm going to take my place. Mm. Right? I'm ready. I'm ready to truly, this is my cave, my inner world, and I'm going to take that power out into the world.
0: Mm. And, and and to me, um, just looking at the picture, you know, um, it but the cave is kind of the new moon we're always deep within and uh it's very much an kind of an awakening the light coming in in gemini the information the light so yeah
1: kind of that I awareness think. the light comes in and here we are we're ready yes Yay. to this energy that we've been talking about
0: so yeah, my Gemini moon needs keeping on track at the moment, everybody. So I forgot <laughs> okay. to ask Jen for a card at the start. It's okay. And uh do
1: you want to do the symbols or do you want to check in with the Akashic? Well, let's what? do the
0: symbols, then we'll do the check-in with the Akashic records.
1: Sounds good. So, right. Go
0: ahead with the Sabian.
1: Okay, so Gemini thirteen degrees. A famous pianist giving a concert performance. The keynote is individual fulfillment in the performing of a social function to which some prestige is attached. Having entered upon the path of individualized experience that brings him in touch or her in touch with the broader or higher realms of super personal inspiration, the individual is able to become herself a source of inspiration, an agent for woman and the formative powers guiding human evolution. Her role is to mobilize emotions, to present to others an image of what for most people is beyond their mediocre and lukewarm responses to the challenge of becoming more than a woman, (laughs) to experience more intensely and to see further. This is the role of the true and ideal virtuoso and in far-reaching sense of the avatar whose example fascinates human beings, leading them to leave behind their past and to venture forth into new realms of experience.
0: And the kind of key word at the end is, uh, well, it says... Source
1: of inspiration, that's right.
0: Source of inspiration, lovely. Mm -hmm. And... um, And the Chandra symbol for Gemini 13 is garlic hung at the window for protection. It's stationed in isolate containment to cultivate gifts, virtues, talents, and special offerings, generously endowed with timing grace to preserve and maintain worlds apart. You are directed from within to divulge nothing and remain in telepathic wavelengths beyond words. Inside there, you become conversant with extraordinary spheres and are held in a purity of protection and veiling, a kind of otherness which rarely is seen for what it is. You extrovert into apparent display and meanwhile keep everything essential for later, a perfect arrangement for very special fosterings and streams and virtually impenetrable, and somewhere else to be unlimited inside the world. To me, that's kind of really speaking to this inner kind of awakening of the mind and that connects with your emotions too. That's, um, that we've talked about this, this kind of telepathic um, soaking up of information that's really going to be quite or has the potential to be pretty uh, life-changing to my mind. Yes, a
1: source of inspiration, and this is the mm. inspiration that comes from the source. So it's uh, very, if even just thinking about where you were talking, it felt so good. And I was thinking about how, uh, when we were talking about Neptune and Jupiter, this idea of opening ourselves up to this expansiveness mm-hmm. that is beyond what we know, and just allowing that to inspire us and to move us into places of great joy because Mm -hmm. this allows us the capacity to feel like that's what brings us joy and just to feel like wow this is amazing even when uh, difficult things happen to be in the emotion of it and to Mm -hmm. feel alive is those things like people often say that when they have like a really horrible experience uh, uh, i felt so alive like even though it was something terrible, every moment I was there, I was present because you mm-hmm. have a choice. And that's that energy that allows you to receive without doubt, right? Because we tend to question and doubt things. Oh okay. it's harder to believe. Like how is this possible? How's this gonna happen? Instead, we should make them into actual questions. How is this possible? Mm. You know? Yeah. What would it look like to if this idea of women being in charge of their own bodies, what does that look like?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, just putting that idea out there, just sending out that kind of energy with this lightness and this sense of inspiration and hope changes yeah. the vibration in the world. Yeah,
0: It does. So I think, um, do you want me to just ask something?
1: Yes, just ask something. Yeah. What do you want to ask.
0: What do I want to ask? I would like to ask the Akashic masters um how best we can facilitate these shifts that we're talking about in the world. How best can we aid the shifts? That's what I mean. Age or aid? Aid aid help. Helps the shift along. <laughs> you age them. No. Got put them in the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> no, aid. A i d e.
1: <laughs> so, so what they're saying is that there is this energy available to us all. This, this, this bubbly, golden, gorgeous energy that is the energy of light that is available to us if we call it in. And this is this energy of feeling joy, of experiencing joy that um, we need to take advantage of. We're not taking advantage of this energy. We're letting it sit there and, and recognizing, like when we're in motion and we're laughing and we're having a good time we're creating all this joy and it's all sitting there and so when we're feeling less than bubbly and happy we need to kind of draw in some of that like oh like oh i want to ignite some of that joy inside of me Uh, i want to feel the lightness when i'm working with something that's Mm -hmm. more difficult So inviting that energy in, maybe doing something, like when you know you're going to a meeting, for instance, or maybe you know you're going to be answering challenging emails or dealing with difficult people, to invest some time in actual physical joyful activities, so dancing or um, singing, humming, doing some of those things to actually re ignite yourselves with joy is a really good way to do it so those are some of the things you can do Uh, the other thing they're suggesting is if you're in a conversation like you're sitting around the family and it's the same old conversation or the same stressful thing is they suggest that you take on an activity like maybe you get some paper and pencil and you just start drawing so instead of so engaged and kind of knotted up by what people are saying and expecting a certain answer, what mm-hmm. you start to do is you start to kind of release that energy and you're drawing and you're doing something or you're nutting or you're doing something and you, you're you kind of bringing or calling in the energy of inspiration into what you're creating. So you're loosening the energy around you and so it becomes less heavy and you're allowing that to kind of go through you and out as opposed to what's around you coming in. Because a lot of us that are more empathic tend to go, oh, here it comes again. Mm. And we're just kind of like, uh, and instead what, what they're advi- advising us to do is to draw it in by moving, by doing that, you know, drawing or something and letting and, and actually allowing that energy to kind of Go out of us into the space we're in and even if you're sitting there going like even if you're sitting in a meeting or something like that and you don't have a piece of paper you can actually envision this energy coming through golden light or whatever it feels like whatever joy feels like to you and actually feel it kind of going out like a wave into the space around you
0: Mm.
1: Uh, yes and the I'm other thinking thing, of doodling yes doodling and giggling there's like giggling and, and laughing like have some little mm. things to amuse yourself so you can kind of lighten up and get that bubbly sense going like like what's going to make you giggle and mm. even humming they're like if you start to hum other people will hum right mm. if you start to uh kind of shift the energy by doing something like that oh i feel like dancing let's just dance let's just put on some music like if things are heavy at home or something like that just thinking of all the ways you can kind of infuse this joyful energy into your daily uh daily living they're saying there's so much we can do so
0: just think of the trickster you know think of this is the kind of the joker in um in in the cards you know he's just having fun with it turning things on its head (laughs) (laughs) i take it so seriously and that's part of
1: like this is actually what they're saying is part of the trickster energy is he's here to kind of invite us to go well maybe there's a different way hey have some fun lighten up you know that kind of expression is um Yeah, because sometimes we tend to go. But but,
0: you know, don't say that to other people. I know. Say lighten up to other people. Don't say that. Do it for you. Do (laughs) it for you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's what i'm saying the trickster yeah. is saying to us yeah. he's not saying oh i know
0: i know i'm just yeah oh i know what you're saying i was just like i don't want everybody else to go around telling everybody else to lighten up because that's just no but it's
1: annoying. kind of funny how we get because this is something they're saying too is we get really annoyed when people tell us to lighten up why should i lighten up and it's like well why shouldn't you right? like it's used
0: as a uh, put down there <laughs>
1: But we can prune everything on its head, remember? We when can, we can, us, we can. Instead yeah. of taking it as an insult. <laughs> we can find amusement. Actually it's a great trick when people are saying things to us that normally are considered insults and we kind of we drop the ball, like we don't oh, scared.
0: This, this, this guy tried to offend tried to insult me on Facebook this morning and I just told him it was the best laugh I'd had in Yes, exactly. In a year.
1: That's right. You take away their time, right? <laughs> can you imagine all if all these guys were standing there saying, "Okay, uh, no abortions for women," and there were hundreds of women around laughing their asses off? Yeah, right. Do you think they would feel powerful? They
0: shrivel <laughs> in a certain part of their body. Anyway, <laughs> uh, before we sign out and tell you where we you can find us. Um, <laughs> I do want to let you know that Jen and I are listening. We had a review saying s- so there was a bit of sound quality issue on occasion. and uh, We're both upgrading or trying to upgrade our mic equipment. Uh, please also bear in mind that Jen and I are in different cities and we record it remotely. So sometimes the internet does kind of make the sound fade in and out a little bit. We have no control over that. So, But we are trying to upgrade it because we didn't. Expect this podcast to go as well as it did. We kind of set out as a joy thing and it's just kind of taking off, which is magical and, <laughs> and <awesome>. weird. <laughs> no, weirdly magical. Awesome. So, Jen, how can people find you?
1: Well, they can certainly find me at my website, com. I do write sometimes on medium and they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all those other places. And if they're interested in my Soul Pillar Salon. That's on my website. You just look under services. Uh, I'm also doing live readings for people in California, or I do them through my uh, through Zoom or phone. So you can just check it out on jendushin.com.
0: Cool. Well, similarly, my website is louiseeddington.com. You'll find a work with me page or on the homepage, there's buttons to this podcast to how to work with me. Uh, I have a community with different membership levels that uh, you can join. You can follow me on Facebook. I have a a group called the Planetary Magic Cafe. I'd love to have you join us on Facebook. It's free. Um, I'm also on Instagram when I remember. (laughs) 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 And um, just Google my name, Google Jen's name. We're both very visible and very out there with our names. And we're really glad that you guys are enjoying this podcast. Again, if you um, haven't left us a review yet, we would really, really appreciate it. And send us those questions weirdly magical podcast at com. anything i'm missing i don't think so
1: well, i just would like to add as far as the questions is that if there's something specific that like you're curious about in your chart you could send the question and if yes you can answer you know send it. it doesn't have to be like a general question about the world
0: uh, we will still answer for everyone but you can you know We'll use your chart as an example, but we won't be showing the chart. So. No, exactly. All righty. So is goodbye from Lou.
1: And goodbye from Jen.